Hey there. Hi there. Welcome to Generation Tech. I'm Todd Brinker. I am joined, as always, by my dad, Jack. And today we're talking about the Apple fall announcement. It was September 7th. Um, we are recording in the afternoon after the announcement. So so these are first takes. We're going to kind of talk about the things that they announced but we don't have in-depth, uh, you know, hands-on experience with any of them. And the only information we have is either what was in the show or what we can find online uh, published by others. I know that they did have people on site at the event, some um, news people. And after the event, then they were taken to a room where they were allowed to have like hands-on with some of the stuff. So, so they may have some insights that we don't necessarily have just because they were there and got to put, put the giant watch on their hand. Yeah. <laughs> First class treatment. Yeah. So, um, let's start with that then watches. So, uh, Apple has officially discontinued the Apple Watch Series 3, finally. How about that? Um, and that's been around for, I don't know, five years, six years now. They were still selling it as a frontline device. So um, I know there's a lot of developers who do watch development. They'll be happy that that's gone because it was very limiting in what it could do. But um, they have the SE now. Well, they've had the SE, had but, had they, the SE but they updated it, didn't they? Um, yeah, they did. And... Uh, to be honest, they didn't spend a lot of time on the SE, so I'm not sure exactly what is different between, like, the SE, the new – I mean, they kind of went through it in terms of what the new SE is compared to the old SE, right? Um, yeah. So, like, the old SE was like a series – kind of a cross between, like, a series 5 and 6 or 4 and 5, I think, because it did not have the always-on screen – which it does now have. Yeah. So they've given it an always-on screen. Um, um, but the sizes basically remain the same. Oh, wait a minute. You know what? The SE still does not have the always-on screen. I'm looking at yeah. the Apple webpage where they, they do a side-by-side -side comparison of their yeah. watches. The, the, the main thing I think that they pro brought out is the uh, SOS uh, uh, via satellite. That, mm -hmm. that was pretty much put on everything. And this is a basic thing which you can actually pre-make up whatever message you want or select from a list and, and send a message because you don't have much contact. So it's just a minimal text that you can send out and, use, and it's pre-canned uh, text. And uh, anyway, it's if you keep your phone held still and aimed once you make connection with the satellite for what fifteen seconds, you can get your message out. That's on the phone. It. That's not on the watch. Uh, oh, that's right. That that doesn't. You got to aim it. It's yeah, not, you're right. I, I messed up. Yeah, you're they right. do have uh, emergency calling on the watch, and but they've had that for a while. But they mentioned that as well, so they kind of blurred it as if they. I, I think they kind of wanted you to think that it. it they worked, and I think it works from the watch if you have your uh, phone there, but you've got to have the phone aimed at the right place in the satellite. And we'll get to that all later. Um, okay, but just yeah. The basics they, with the watch is but, the uh, they announced the Series Eight watch, and it looks pretty much like the Series Seven. They added a temperature sensor, but then they only talked about the temperature sensor in terms of working with. Um, 
uh, women and uh, and uh, tracking and their cycles. Yeah, tracking their menstrual cycles, and that was it. Um, so, don't know what it I, can do otherwise. Yeah, yeah. I think some of those software features, uh, and well, that requires some hardware too, but yeah. because of the temperature. Right. Stuff, it's that's a new but, sensor that they didn't have previously. It's a temperature sensor. Yeah. I, you're right. Maybe that's the only thing. But I thought there was some blurb about the emergency, but I don't remember what it was. Well, they talked about so. it, and they said it does inter- international emergency dialing. So, like, if you're traveling, and they yeah. said that it will um, it will piggyback off of a phone's international um, plan so that your watch, if it has cellular, will continue to work in other countries when you're traveling, which, I, I don't know, I think that's fairly limited issue for most people. Yeah, I think um, we'd probably just as well go on from that one because so so yeah I, so the eight added added that um, you know and I kind of went okay that doesn't really give me anything that the seven didn't give me but I didn't buy a seven either so it doesn't matter and then so, the SE um, honestly I couldn't really see what the SE was going to be doing I guess it had a heart heart uh, rate notifications which the previous one did not have yeah. Um, so, I mean, they've added a few things, a few features into that. Um, Why don't we just mention the highlight of the whole watch show? And that was the new, totally brand new Ultimate. I think yeah, the called, Ultra, right? Ultra Watch. Ultra, Ultra. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which was impressive. It, this is a high-end, over-cost, yeah. over uh, $800, I think. Yes, from seven ninety nine. All of them include both GPS and cellular. So and it compares it, to the four ninety nine. Uh, Apple Watch 8 that has GPS yeah. and cellular. So, But uh, clearly it was meant for people who are uh, the adventure, the ultra-adventure people because environmentally and all of that kind of stuff, yeah. it was just far superior uh, and gave a lot of data for people that are deep-sea divers, you know, how mm-hmm. depth you are and stuff like that, or if you're in a mountain, how high you are and you could backtrack over where you'd been to get out in yeah. case you, you know, what they call a drop. It's like a, a breadcrumb type of thing bread, where, yeah. yeah, where it can find its way back. This is a large watch. It is a 49 millimeter watch. The largest of the others is a 45 uh, millimeter, I think. And yeah, uh, yeah 45 millimeter. So it's a 49 it, millimeter watch, but it's tested to mill standard uh, 810H, which is pretty hefty in terms of uh ruggedization so this thing is is built like a tank yeah uh, the cost and all the features uh were for very specific applications uh yeah that the average person have would never do yeah it has a know? depth gauge with a water temperature sensor um you know it works with a, a oceanic depth uh, uh app that you can basically use it as a dive computer for those who who do um, snorkeling, yeah, um, you know it has the same sensors in it as far as blood oxygen and ECG and heart notifications and all of that stuff uh, and temperature sensors. So it has everything that the um, that eight. the eight has. Oh, they did add one thing to the eight and to uh, in fact all of them now have it, and that is they put in a high G accelerometer that allows them to do crash detection. So if you're in a vehicle and you're in a crash, it will recognize that that's a crash. So it's just like yeah. the fall detection that it had for in the previous watches, and yeah. contact people. And, and I expect there are circumstances where you'll get a false alarm on that one too. I was you you said it perfectly. I 
I I didn't fall one time, but I got a fall detection. Yeah, you know? yeah. And and uh, I think that's a possibility. Although the force has to be higher uh, in the crash thing. Yeah. And, but I, I think they're going to get a few false alarms on. That. I think so. Um, you know, it'll it'll they'll work their way through that. Um, by, by by the way, I I think they're going to sell the standard eight model eight watch. In uh, it, it, there's going to be a boom market for all young girls, and that's primarily because they focused on the women's cycle and all of this, and they didn't say it. I thought that they they almost made the case of, man, if you don't, uh, if you get pregnant, it's because you're intended to. <laughs> yeah, well, the the idea is cycle tracking, and they talked about yeah. it in terms of, hey, when you're if you're trying to to start a family or have a child, that you can know when you're ovulating. But obviously, if you know when you're ovulating, you can also choose not to do, to, to you know. And so, I mean, it, it works both ways. That, yeah. You know, it, it it seemed like at least that it was so good. That you know, this is something that you've never been able to get before, and it does a lot for uh, for that mm-hmm. case. For people yeah, well, it tracks it. it tracks you consistently because it's on your yeah. watch all the t- on your wrist all the time, and right. that, but that also assumes you sleep with it. And quite honestly, even though they do have sleep tracking on their watches and have for a while, um, I have never gotten into the habit of doing that. I don't charge my watch up during the day to then sleep with it. Um, I take it off and charge it overnight, and I think that's m- more common. But yeah, I but, don't know how critical that is to those those uh, female functions. Uh, although they did say temperature does change at night for women at during the critical part of their uh, right. Well, temper- temperature cycle. changes at night for all of us. Um, yeah. But it's it's you know that consistency over a number of days where they're able to do things. Yeah, you know I, I we'll see how that all plays out and, and whether or not that's going to be a big selling point, um, you know, and how accurate it really is when it gets there. Um, yep. Interesting thing about the Ultra model is that it has a high G or sorry um, a dual uh, frequency GPS, so it's a much more precise GPS. For when you're out in the in the boonies, and also yeah. they said very specifically for if you're uh, using it as a run tracker and you're running in a city where there's large buildings blocking part of the sky, or if you're running through the woods and there's trees that are blocking part of the sky, that these that the GPS will be able to uh, more accurately track you. And they said it's the most accurate uh, GPS available on a smartwatch. They referred to some signal that they had before, and then they added a new one. Yeah, a new was frequency. It, was, it, was it L1 and L5 or something like that? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, It was a, a new frequency that they said was a more accurate, or at least between the two, they could get a more accurate location. Um, yeah. And it also has a siren that's, they said, 86 decibel siren built into the watch. So, yeah. like, if you're lost out in the woods, people coming close, it'll it'll go off. And uh, and apparently, uh, um, and I'm, I'm not, I don't remember seeing this, but I heard, I, I read something that somebody said it. So maybe maybe I have to verify it. But apparently, if the people searching for you also have iPhones, they'll get like notifications and a direction to say, you know, hey, you're you're so so yeah. and so is in this area and they're over that way. So yeah, and in fact, I think the whole today's presentation there was a lot of things that were sort of abnormal occurrences. But if you have it, it might save your life. That was just almost seemed like an overall theme, I thought. 
Yeah. Because there were a number of different things. Yeah, I mean, there aren't that many people, um, comparatively speaking, in the total population that are, you know, adventure hikers and, and cross-country runners. And and yet, yeah. if you are, this is the kind of thing that, that they can go gobble up. And quite honestly, um, most of those people have been buying Garmin smartwatches. They've, they've owned that, that audience for quite a while. So this is Apple's foray to say, hey... If you've got an Apple Watch, maybe you or an Apple phone, maybe you should be looking at an Apple uh, Ultra watch instead of a Garmin. And the Garmin's yeah. are in that same sort of price range for sure. their top end, you know. And, yep. and you know, Garmin's a specialist in GPS, so they've been in that arena for a long time. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out and whether you know what if if they make a, a dig into that segment. Um, yeah. They did say that this this new watch has up to 36 hours of battery time, whereas the previous the other two watches are up to 18. Um, and they and they did come up with a new uh, low power mode that they said that you could put your watch into that basically like two and a half times the amount of uh, two and a half or three times the amount of time yeah. on the you know you just it it does it does away with things like the always on screen and a few other things so. You know, yeah, but if you're if you're out camping and you know you're going to be gone for a couple of days and you don't want to carry along an extra battery to charge up your watch at night, um, you know, you can was, take. Was was that not automatic? You had to switch into that low low power mode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have a low power mode that exists right now, and I don't know if this is the same thing and they've just made it differently. But um, they, like when my battery when my watch gets down to like 10%, it pops up and says, do you want to go into low power mode to extend the life of your battery? And usually, you know, it's in the evening and I'm at home. And if I, that comes up, I just say, nope. And I put it on a charger and let it charge up. But, you know, if I were on an airplane or something, I'd probably say, yeah, put it in low power mode so that it, you know, is, I, I know that I have it functioning until I can get to a charger. Yeah. So... Oh. But I thought those were interesting, and I thought that the, um, you know, I mean, the only thing that I wasn't sure about, because I was very interested, I thought that the the Ultra Watch looked very interesting. I liked the little bit bigger screen, again, for for people of a certain age, that means things are bigger and you can see them better. Um, You know, and I like the idea of ruggedized, although I've never really banged mine up. My only question was, is it's 49 millimeters, which is getting really big, and, and I don't know how, it looks like it's thicker as well. Uh, in order to handle a bigger battery but, and last longer, but, but there's a certain crowd that likes those monsters, you know. Right, I mean, right. But what I was saying sold, is, is I just you know? I would personally wouldn't be interested until I could see it live. You know, yeah. uh, looking at a picture online doesn't give me the feel for what that thing. You know, what how big of a behemoth is that, or not? Right. You know. Um, I mean, I'm looking at the page right now, Apple's uh, on Apple's website. You know, that compares all models, and quite honestly. I can't tell. I mean, it looks a little thicker. Looks mm-hmm. maybe a little bit bigger. I can't tell. You know, it's it. Uh, I don't and and I don't know if those are in scale or not. You know. Yeah. You know that you would think that you would you would hope that they would be so you could see the difference in size. But realistically, it doesn't look any bigger than the, than the other ones. So I don't know. Yeah. So. But anyway, uh, uh, in in the. The, mm-hmm. I thought the announcement on the watches was interesting in, in the sense that, you know, we got something new. I mean, really new this time. Uh, mm-hmm. in, in the standard uh, watch, though, uh, it seemed to me that there was something. Uh, shoot. No. It's a lost 
slipped out of my mind. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, for anyway. me, basically, the, the the Apple Watch 8 looks like an Apple Watch 7 with a temperature sensor that I don't know if it does me any good because they only talked about it in terms of use for ovulating women. So I have no idea if that temperature sensor does me any good at all because they didn't say anything about other uses for it. Um, they did say uh, that the, the uh, Apple Nike Watch... That the faces used to be exclusive to the Nike watch. So if you bought a Nike watch, you could get some custom Nike faces, and that's the only way you could get them. Now they said those are going to be, uh, as of uh, Watch OS 9, available on all the watches. So if you if you want one of those Nike faces, and they were unique. They were different than the other other yeah. faces. Um, it was same, seems to me there was another category of, uh, of things there. Was it, had to be fitness or something. On the watch, uh, they were giving you three months of Fitness Plus with the purchase of a watch. Yeah, maybe that was it. Uh, um, but yeah, I don't know what else there was. Uh, you know, I'm trying to see. Unfortunately, I didn't take good notes. I took screen pictures, but I didn't get this summary picture of the watch. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, you know, they have those. Um, uh, what do you call it? Um, the little like quilt, like they call it like a, a feature quilt where there's like all the little boxes of everything that was new. And if you do a quick screen capture of that, that kind of summarizes everything that they talk about and usually throws in a few things that they didn't talk about. Um, oh, I, I remember what it was. They had an action mode button, a new button on the left side. Oh, of the watch. O- only on the ultra. That was oh that's right only on the ultra only on the ultra yeah that was interesting too because they didn't go into a lot of detail about what that was you know yeah. they said it, they kind of showed a couple examples of it but well it, one case was the breadcrumb drop whatever the more formal name for that is you you mark a waypoint when you're going and you, by pushing that action button yeah. You know, and you're you're in a certain mode too. You yeah, put, well, I think it has different actions so when it's in mode. Different modes. Different modes, right? It's called yeah. the action button, and it's an orange color. It's something that you know it stands out as being different than the others. They did make a point of saying that that the uh, the crown and the action button and the other button are all supposed to be usable even when you have gloves on. That was something that they that that's right yeah. talked about. And they, you know, and they have a, a large, a, a, a two speakers on it, as in addition to the siren. Um, but they don't really talk a whole lot. A three microphone array, digital crown, a depth gauge. Um, that yes. one speaker looked like it was a speaker jack, and I, and I don't know whether it was or not. But it, it when they talked about two, you know, an extra speaker. It, they had a little hole there. It looked like. Yeah, Did there's you, holes in the case, but that's not those. They're not. That's not a jack of any kind. Those are tiny little holes. So that was the extra speaker, I guess. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know the the ultra looks like it's interesting. I noticed too that the crown, like the crown on the current watch, it, you it's it sticks out entirely round. This one is encased on two sides. So the only the top and the bottom are there for you to roll it, which seems a little different. Yeah, yeah. It it was a well, it was a titanium case too. Right. Yeah. Which previously they did a titanium watch, and that was what they called their um, 
oh, what were they? What did they call? Uh, they started with was it elite Ex- expensive basically for about a grand you could get yeah that, the... that's what i saw dollar signs in front of my eyes as soon as they said that yeah <laughs> that, but that accounts for a hundred of the yeah but previously higher. the the ceramic and titanium cases were uh exactly the same watch they were just more expensive so this one is actually at least got some um you know it, it different features that sets it aside the um the up to 60 hour low power settings on the ultra watch by the way too it says coming soon so that'll come in a watch os upgrade at some point won't be available initially yeah i, I heard something about that that kind of puzzled me it was like it was just an update l- later this fall i think yeah so yeah so you know there there's more to come i guess is basically what they're saying yeah so and then they did have some new bands as well to go with the new watch. What they didn't say is do the old bands continue to work on the new watch or not? Well, they won't I I I I think are a whole new set of bands for the Ultra. Well, that's what I'm uh, saying. So if if I buy an Ultra band, can I use it on my regular watch or can uh, I use a regular watch band on the Ultra? Yeah, I don't uh, know. I don't know if you'd want to. The, those bands were also specialty bands designed, as you said, for people wearing gloves or, or whatever in the pursuit of their sport, you know. So they, okay. they were unique. I'm, unique I'm, look, I'm looking at the Apple website right now under the watch bands and like the Starlight Alpine Loop, which or the Alpine Loop, which is the one that had the little like S hook that clipped into loops. Uh, yeah. Is ninety nine dollars and it works on forty four, forty five, or forty nine millimeter. Um, oh, okay. So it's available. So, but that means so it'll work on the larger watches. But if you in the past, if you're if you're I, you know your um, your Apple Watch Seven was the smaller size, it will not right. work. So right. the the full size or the larger size watches can use the new Ultra bands. Oh, okay. But only the larger watches can, not the smaller ones. Yeah, I didn't hear him mention that, but yeah, they up. didn't either. But I just, like I said, I went to the, I looking at their website right now. They're there, and you can buy them. Um, the Alpine Loops are ninety nine dollars. The uh, Trail Loop, which is their fancy Velcro, the new Velcro is also ninety nine dollars. And the rubberized ones for like diving and stuff are also nice. So they're hundred dollar watches, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Apple uh, really likes their you know rubber bands and watch bands and stuff. They they make a <laughs> a, a <laughs> ton of money on those things. Anyway, why don't we move on to the uh, AirPod Pro, which uh, is uh, got a new chip. Yeah. In it, and uh, the the uh, one of the uh, Key features uh, is the stems of the watch now have a little volume kind of a thing. You can move up and down. Your Touch finger. sensor. Yeah, sensor. And uh, they they have a, a more discriminating audio thing so that if you're going by, she was standing by a jackhammer and uh, it it hears that extreme loud noise and really dampens, dampens it down. It didn't get rid of it. Uh, right, but what they're but, saying is their their sound um, no, active noise cancellation is she they they use the number two times as effective, and yeah. and then they said that there was also a um, 
uh, a much faster reaction time so that if you have a sudden peak uh, sound like a jackhammer goes off or, you know, a, a thunderbolt happens or something like that, you know, or yeah. a gunshot or so that it'll react very quickly and be able to dampen that sound much better than the previous ones did. Yeah. And the um, battery lasts for six hours, which is, brings it up to, I think, equality with my Beats. Yeah, that's the best that the Beats had previously was six and also the um, the AirPods 3 uh, yeah. also had six hours. Um, so, yeah, it puts them in line with what with the, you know, Devices yep. that have come out since they came out. Um, I thought a couple things that were important to me. One was um, that they finally they put the U1 chip in the case. So when you go looking for your AirPods, you can now use Find My, and it will take you point you directly to them right. using yep. the ultra high band um, connection. Yep. What's in, What's interesting though is they did not put the U1 chip in the head in the headphones. They put it in the MagSafe charging case, which means yeah. that that ultra wideband is not what they're using for sound quality. Um, and that's something that you and I had talked about in terms of um, we thought maybe they would do that in order to get the um, uh, bandwidth up in order to do the um, the uh, what was it the lossless sound. That they, they yeah. have on their, their music service provides lossless sound, but you can't use that with their AirPods. Now, it, 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 you can charge it using your uh, watch, uh, watch battery uh, magnetic now. charger. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a nice change. Yeah, I thought that was good. Yeah, I thought that was well overdue. You could still use a Qi charger if you want or plug it in with a USB-C cable, which would be faster and more efficient. Uh, yeah. But, you know, you, if you've got a, bat, a watch charger, you take your watch off in the morning. You can set your AirPods down there, uh, you know, yep. unless you need to take them with you. Um, and I thought that was nice. They also added a, uh, a little connector on the end for a, uh, a leash on the thing, a tether, so that uh, some people like that. I don't like things hanging off my devices, but, but I understand some people like it because you can, you know, put it around your wrist or hook it on a keychain inside of your backpack or something like that. Did, lot, did you, did they say that on the, on the show? I didn't yeah. hear it. Yeah, they did. Oh, yeah. Okay. You have to buy the leash separately, but they've got a little like uh, hook on it so that you can oh. attach a, a, uh, until it breaks out of the plastic when somebody pulls on it. Yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you know, women in their, some women in their purses have a, a, or in some backpacks, they have like a clip so you can clip your keys on so you don't lose them. And you can yeah. clip this onto that as well, and that way, then you, instead of digging around for it, you just it's, it's attached to the clip, and you know where it is, so it's easy to get to. Yeah. Um, they updated the chip that is in the headphones, though. With the, it's from H1 to H2. H2. Yeah. And they didn't specifically talk about what H2 means. Means. No. You know. So that'll be interesting to. You, you know, out, there's some, you know. Some, something for the future, you know, that they'll talk about later, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it'll get, you know, it'll come out more specifically, I'm sure. Now, they are using uh, an updated uh, Bluetooth, Bluetooth 5.3. And I don't know, I mean, 5.3 might have been the one that um, had it. Be, you know, let's see, blue, oh, helps if you type right, Todd. Uh there was a um, 
a Bluetooth spec that had a high fidelity spec built into it. Um, oh, well, that'd be good. It, and maybe that's why they didn't go. You know, I'm sure if if they want high fidelity, you know, to play the lossless stuff, they probably want to do standard things rather than going off on their own with the U1 chip. Uh, and it's possible too that the U1 chip is is not as power efficient as Bluetooth, and so that may be the other reason that they don't want to use that. Yeah, uh, we were presuming <laughs> what the U1 would do. Yeah, well, I mean, we know it's capable of it. It's just yeah. if they choose to go, use it that way, right? So, uh, I think. They didn't spend too much time on the earpods, so I think we covered everything there. Yeah, uh, I was just looking then, here on the the spec for five point three, um, and uh, they've made some enhancements in in Bluetooth uh, low energy, the LE, uh, which probably allows them to get better um, uh, better battery life on things as well. So that probably yeah. wasn't, uh, but I don't see anything that specifically says here, at least on this Bluetooth spec sheet that I'm looking about that talks about, uh, you know, a wider, uh, let's see. Oh, so they say they're using adaptive frequency hopping, which is a, uh, uh, uses fragments of the two point, four gigahertz frequency band uh, to rapidly hop between channels when transmitting packets. Um, hmm, but it doesn't say what the... Uh, I don't know. I, mean, I can't read through it all here live while we're doing it, but I don't see the specific... I don't see anything yeah. that jumps out at me that says, yeah, this is the one that was supposed to have the uh, the uh, higher uh, bandwidth. It was supposed to ha allow for longer range. Ah. Uh. Okay, well, uh, that's between uh, the uh, uh, what the heck do they call it? <laughs> the, uh, the your network. Well, no, um, they're talking about the, between the transmitter and the receiver. No, that's between the transmitter and the receiver uh, on a Bluetooth connection. So between like your oh. headphones and your phone, or your phone oh, and a Bluetooth speaker, or whatever. We're talking Bluetooth here. Oh, and okay. So. Um, you know, I, I'm just looking to see if there was, like I said, I, it talks about uh, Bluetooth LE and Bluetooth um, uh, uh, range, the distance that the Bluetooth can send the signal over reliably. But I don't see anything that specifically says that it was uh, uh, you know, a, a uh, better... Anyway, it has... Nothing to do with uh, Apple event today, but I wanted to insert here that what, what was on my mind is I bought a, uh, a switchable plug for my water fountain out in my backyard mm -hmm. uh, when I was in the Apple store the other day, and uh, I really like it. It's on Wi-Fi, okay, uh -huh. so that I don't have to worry much about range, you know, as long as it's close near the house somewhere, uh, mm -hmm. you, you can do that, and it switches two plugs at the same time, although I don't have a use for it second plug that I want to go on and off with my water fountain, but <laughs> anyway, uh, 
they, they happened to have one in the Apple store. So I said, hey, that's made for outdoors. I, I had another one I couldn't find around here, but it wasn't really designed for outdoors. Right. And I, and I was going to use it that way. And I said, ah, oh, no, that's foolish. I'll just go ahead and get the right thing, you know? Right. Yeah. No, I've seen those before. They've got the, the, cause I have several of those smart switches that I have things plugged into in the house as well. And, uh, the, um, it's, the, it's, and it's having a, a weather sealed one is, is a smart idea if you're outside. Anyway, this is a Wemo brand. Uh-huh. So that's Belkin. W-E-M-O. Wemo is a, is a sub, uh, brand of Belkin. Oh, it is? Yeah. So. So that's not bad. I mean, Belkin's a, you know, well-known Yeah, they've been maker. around a long yeah. time. Well, well-known maker of Apple peripherals and such. So pretty good quality things. Well, let's, let's move on to the phone. Yeah, so the but, big announcement. Big, <laughs> the, 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 the so-called big announcement. This is not the pro yet because they did right. separate here. Uh, All-day battery life. That's always a good thing. Move that You know up. what? I could swear that they have said that before, though. Now, they do say they're our longest battery life ever, but they've said all-day battery life repeatedly. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's 5% or 10. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, yeah. But this is where they got into the emergency SOS satellite, for sure. This they did, the but thing. I thought it was pretty funny because before they got into that, they said, you know, last year we announced the, the A15 chip, and it was an amazing chip. And this year, we're using it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I just kind of sat there going, huh. So you're going to spin that as a positive, huh? So so I was so excited when they got to the pro models and they had upgraded yeah. the pros are A16. So I thought that was weird. They used one chip versus a first an time they chip. did that. I had read that um, that that might be coming, and some people said they thought it was because of parts availability that they had uh, A15s already made, and so it was yeah. easier to do that. Um, but you know, I also think possibly that it was just they're, they're trying to uh, create some differentiation to justify the cost difference, you know. And so that's one way to do it is with, with the, you know, speed of but, the chip and sensors that are available. But you, on the you chip. don't think they're going to order any more A15 chips from the factory, do you? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I according would... to them, the, the best chips out from their competitors are, are still not as fast as their uh, – a13 chip of 20 what was it 2019 2018 yeah so. but i would i would think that the cost of manufacture is no different and therefore why not get the best you can get for your money and yeah. pass it on to your customers it, it will be interesting to see if next year they go back to same chips or if they continue to set you know it stay uh, one behind yeah you know because next year their basic phone would then not be duplicating a 15 again. It would be moving up to the 16. So, you know, it would just be a step behind. Yeah. And I can see them doing that, you know? Yep. Yeah. Um, well, but you're anyway. right. It, you're right. It doesn't, it doesn't, the cost effectiveness of production tells me that, that, you know, that, that can't cost them any more to make. No. The 16 I, doesn't cost them any more to make off of a production line than a, than a 15. It's, so. That's right. So yeah, so they said and much it, better low light pictures. They spent yeah. a fair amount of time talking about the camera, and ultra the, wide especially the the better quality pictures and the better quality, um, uh, uh, you know, and they t and they talked a lot about low light, but also video, and the stability of video. 
They yeah. they on their website specifically say two and a half times better low light photos and two times better low light photos on the ultra wide. Which now, they kind of, they kind of all grouped it together and said it's got a photonic engine. That's their yeah, new buzzword. That's well, that's it. Is it's a new uh, a new processing engine uh, for the quality. But here's the thing: I wonder if the photonic engine will be available to iPhone 13 people because they can't say it's only there because of the processor. Yeah, because it has the same processor, right? In the past, yeah. they've done that. They said, "Oh, we can't give you that because it's you don't have the processor." Well, now, yeah. you go, but yeah, I do. So, yeah. so when I upgrade I, my, I, and I don't have one, but if I upgraded a, an iPhone 13 to the latest OS, am I going to get photonic processing? I suspect not. Yeah, so, it's, it's, I also wonder, like these numbers they threw out, two times better low light photos. Well, what's better mean? <laughs> two and a half times better. Why is one two and a half and one only two times better? Why aren't they both fifteen That's, times better? I, uh, you yeah, know? it seemed to me like there was a, lot, a number of marketing department inputs to this that said, "Why can't we say this?" Yeah, and I, it says, "Oh, go ahead." Yeah, <laughs> you know, I heard, I saw, just to me, it sounded marketing ish. You know, rather than yeah, they used to have at least uh, their technical guys briefing it. You know. But and they, well, I guess I don't know the positions of some of the the briefers on this. But back back in the day, yeah. you know, they'd they have they the hard, they put it up real, brief yeah. it, and he seemed more credible to me than you know yeah. just grabbing somebody else. Well, and they they do they put the name the title of the person up when they talk on there uh, briefly. Um, but you know, uh, not just the technical person in charge, but they're also very cognizant these days. Are we putting enough women on stage? Are we putting people of color on stage? Are we, you know, they, they, there's a lot goes into who gets an opportunity to say something. It's like um, Joe's cabinet, right? You know, I thought it was interesting that the um, chief operating officer came out and spoke. And yeah, did some I hadn't seen him before. Yeah, I mean, and, I knew who he was. I knew the name, but I'd never seen him on stage before or in any of the presentations before. And I'm wondering if that is maybe them sort of, you know, giving him some face time to say. Maybe he's going to take over when Tim point. quits. Although I, underst- I understand that he's he's only like three or four years younger than Tim. So he, you know, it's not like they'd be uh, getting a young guy who's going to stick around a long time. Um, but you never know. I mean, just age doesn't mean that he's necessarily going to quit right away either just because he's yeah. gotten a little older. Yeah, um, but, but I think Tim's got less than a year left. Yeah. I do. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, okay, it's got uh, – if I had an iPhone 13, I'd be looking at the iPhone 14 going, what what did they change? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I I don't – I didn't see anything uh, really big jump out at me on the – on the standard 14s. But when you get to the pros, I did. Well, why don't we... well, I agree. And I will tell you one thing that's on both of them that they did change. No more SIM cards. Everything's an eSIM. Oh, absolutely. And, You're right. And, well, they specifically said in the United States and Canada. So in Europe, yeah. their, they, their carriers may not be ready to switch over to eSIMs. But apparently yeah. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile are, are happy to say it's... Uh, well, that allows us to switch companies, so the so those companies don't like it at all. Well, you, that, you could switch companies before; you every, just had to pop a card out and pop a new card in. 
I, I know, but those companies sort of felt that from a marketing standpoint, that deterred people from changing, you know? So. I don't know. Maybe not, but anytime you can get your own unique stuff shoved into a slot, you yeah. know, you, you, uh, you got to worry about somebody. Not, or, yeah. I don't know. Let, I'm, let, I'm looking at the side-by-side comparison right now. The app allows you to do of, of phones. So I'm comparing the still available iPhone 13 and the iPhone 14 iPhone 14 starts at 7.99. iPhone 13 starts at 6.99. So, they uh, they both have the same size screens. Uh, emergency SOS via satellite is available on the 14, but and crash detection on the 14, but not on the 13. Uh, Did you notice on that side by side? That? Are you looking at the side by side price comparison they put on the screen? 5.99 for both the 12 and the 13. Does that mean they're sell it, still sell, trying to sell the 12 at the same price as the 13? Are they? I mean, they said it's still available, but I didn't know. Uh... Well, that's what the this, this slide I took a picture of shows. It shows the, the 12 at 599 the 13 at 699 and the 14 at 799 Well, how did I get this picture with 599 for the 13 then? I don't know. Uh, maybe the picture was not, you were, well, you were just snapping a picture of the screen. Maybe it was. You know, you caught it as a partial screen redraw. No, it's a perfect good shot. It was that was in the briefing today. Just I don't know. I'm telling you what's hour. on the website. Maybe there was a typo in the briefing. Oh, there must have been. Yeah. Yeah, that didn't. It makes sense. Have it, it was sixty should have been six ninety nine, but didn't say that on the slideshow. Here's okay, something. Well, here's something interesting. The A14 Bionic chip. The uh, the the A15 that's in the iPhone 14, God, that's going to be nuts. Um, has a five-core GPU. The A15 that is in the iPhone 13 only has a four-core GPU. So they picked up a GPU. Oh. Okay. Whatever that does for you. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, feature for feature, they're exactly the same. Yeah. So I. They said, what can we do to bump this number up? We're getting, you, yeah, people if, are getting tired of this. <laughs> if you have an iPhone 13, I can't see a reason to move up to this. I mean, I guess, let's see. You get a little bit better uh, main camera. You get uh, F1.5 instead of F1.6. Mm-hmm. Um, you get the photonic engine. Yeah, uh, man. You get all that marketing stuff. Come right with it. Yeah. I mean, but I'm just looking at like their re- their recording <laughs> stuff. They have action mode, which is supposed to be better stabilization when you're running around shooting video. Um, yeah. I guess that extra GPS uh, 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 core uh, helps. Uh, the front camera is a 1.9 f 1.9 aperture. Uh, the 13 is a 2.2. So there's a fairly large change there. Also, the yeah. photonic engine. Um, well, I'll tell you, if you're, if you're into cameras at all, you don't even talk about it for the non-pro. Yeah. I they, mean, oh, they, they now on the front camera, they now support cinematic mode, 4k HDR at 40, 30 frames. Whereas before it was 1080p at 30 frames. So yeah. if, if you're shooting video, then that's so, and then the yeah. crash detection. Um, yeah, there's, there's not a whole lot different other than. I believe 
was it on the pro and the or is it just on the pro that allows you to uh has the always on screen that's just the pro isn't it yeah see yeah. Uh, when i was watching the pro thing and they got to the cameras these pictures were so stunning yeah. that i took pictures of just about every picture they showed for illustration there yeah. because i i said wow yeah this this new pro model is wonderful. Yeah. Well, they send out, you know, professional photographers and say, you know, yeah, but I, but wow I, us, and they do. I, I saw it more than ever in this one. But you know what might have been the difference? See, I was watching the whole thing from my iPad where I had it right here where I could do an easy, good screenshot. Right. And, and it's a better picture than I would have had if I watched on television where I can't, you know, uh-huh. I don't want to shoot a picture of what's on the TV. Right. It would never save the quality, you know. But these low-light pictures, you know, and stuff, just some of them are... One that I really thought was cool is they have this aerial shot looking down on this uh, beach with the big rocks on it, and then they zoomed in, and you can see these little individual rocks have got lots of detail, you know. I mean, you count the rocks, and, you know, so it's just just stunning. And, And plus all of the other details in the picture, the trees and the ocean and the waves and I just thought that was really cool. Yeah, no, they did. They do absolutely stunning um, visuals. Yeah, you know, there's just no doubting that they're. they're or they're, I like the little yellow grasshopper on the red flower too. Yeah, it was cool. So anyway, I I really was. Uh, I've been collecting lots of pictures from lots of different things lately, and I just find photography more interesting than ever and yeah. it's getting so good you know yeah well they do um pretty phenomenal uh pretty phenomenal work on the um on the the processing the the uh the post processing mm-hmm. on these things so that so you know with really really tiny sensors and really really tiny lenses you're getting phenomenal photography um just great images that are comparable to you know best professional images you can get um so, by the way, they had most of these things available pretty soon, like order by the ninth and get by the sixteenth. Seemed to be the yeah for all of, the phones. They're order by the ninth, get them by the sixteenth, with the exception of the and we didn't mention this with the iPhone fourteen. They now offer an iPhone fourteen and an iPhone fourteen plus, which is the same as yeah. like the Pro Max. So it's a large phone. They dropped the, the mini, the small phone, which is what yeah. a lot of people had been saying they were going to do. And they came out with the Plus. So you don't have to go to the Pro level to get the larger phone if you want the bigger screen. Yeah. Now, part of the reason that the um, – we had mentioned that the the Pro has uh, an always-on screen. So, like, the widgets and stuff that are coming in the new uh, iOS version will stay on the screen for you um, is because they have the variable refresh rate screen that can go down to 1 hertz. So it's not updating the screen constantly. Um, and that yeah. saves them a lot of energy, and that's why they can do that. And they did not put that that variable refresh rate, 120 hertz screen on the on the standard iPhone. So the screens are different by by a large margin. Yeah. Um, by the way, the bigger phone was only a hundred dollars difference on each of those. Too. Yeah, yeah. It's always been that that way with the pros. They they price it about a hundred dollars apart. Um, but it's 
Yeah, I mean, you've got to – they're pretty massive. <laughs> you, know, yeah, you, but you think the if, difference between 6.1 and 6.7 is not that much, but it's quite if, a bit. If, if you've got a big pocket, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny because when they went to the, to the Face ID over Touch ID and they went to the full-size screens, the standard phone, the screen was larger than the iPhone 6 and 7 and 8 Maxes were. So you could get mm-hmm. the standard phone and get the max size screen. But then they came out with the max for the for the Face ID phones, which is even bigger. And it's just physically it's a large device. I know a lot of people love it. You know, I I, I my concern is is that it's just they're getting so big and heavy. Um and in fact yeah. I know a lot of people have complained about the iPhone thirteen and twelve that the pro version because it uses stainless steel instead of aluminum is also very heavy phone. And, uh, you know, you know, you know, uh, since Samsung has been selling their, uh, foldable for a long time, I sort of thought that wouldn't be too long that Apple would do it, but they keep improving and making such higher resolution and capable screens that I don't know if they'll ever get there. I mean, that they won't want to take a step back on um, terms of, the, what you see uh, just for the case of folding the phone up. I just don't see that happening. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just just seems to me because, you know, I don't – maybe that's not selling all that well for uh, for the uh, – Samsung. Yeah, and, Samsung well, the, guys. The, yeah, yeah. The, the, the folding screens, they charge a pre- pretty monstrous premium. I mean, they're like $2,000 phones. Yeah. So I can't imagine they're selling them in large volume. Um, you know, that's but but to each their own, you know. We'll see if Apple, yeah. I mean, you know, it's Apple does things at their own pace. I mean, they're just now doing an always on screen and Samsung's had that for a couple generations. So, yeah. You know, I I noticed they have a ceramic shield on the front so people used to buy screen protectors. I'm assuming that that means forget about doing that. You don't need it. Yeah. So, well, if you listen to Apple, they'll say you didn't need it before. So, yeah. Well, that's true. I, yeah. Yeah. But the ceramic shield front, tougher than any smartphone glass, you know, I guess. But for kids that had phones, you know, and kids yeah. of the year, not, you'll get uh, a cheaper phone for them, but uh, they break a lot of screens. <laughs> that they do. That they do. So, so. yeah. So, anyway... Uh, I forgot what the action phone or uh, action mode is for the phone. Did you recall what that was? Yeah, and what that is is that was then when you're shooting video and you follow along behind somebody, it smooths out the video without you having to mount the phone in a gimbal. Oh, so it's, that's it's, right. It's like a digital smoothing that's more than just optical. Uh, How do you, know, you put it in that mode? Image stabilization. There's, I suppose there's, there's probably an option right there when you're shooting video to say go into. Uh, Action mode. Hmm. So. Yeah, it could be, but boy, that did smooth it out. In fact, those mm-hmm. people who bought those arms that had the uh, gimbal system in them, you know, yeah, you don't need don't need those with these phones. That's what they're saying. We'll see how good it is compared to the gimbal, and the people who really shoot that video will will be you know real picky about is it or isn't what what I can yeah. do with a gimbal. Um. I would I would wonder, you know, with phone doing the correction and the gimbal, mm-hmm. and if you put that on a gimbal, uh, you know, 
space. As well? Yeah, as I don't well, know. They, they might counter each other and make a wiggle or something. Yeah, that has <laughs> happened before with some of the phones and, and the, the gimbals. And, you know, and part of what they're doing there is they're using that 48-megapixel main lens to do that because now they can take the, the core action and hold it in the middle because they've got all that space around it. Uh, yeah. By the way, one new thing that come, is coming out with the Pro version that they spent a lot of time on is this dynamic island, and it changes the how you use your phone. Mm-hmm. And depending what's up the uh, island, which is up there where the uh, cameras and stuff used to have that. Yeah, where the little you, the little cutout was on the yeah. previous phones and the regular iPhone 14 still have that, the little hump in the middle of the top of the screen so it looks to me like this is a tricky way to hide what is still a little black area for the camera up yeah. there yeah. and yet and you won't think it's there because it keeps changing sizes yeah it'll shrink down <laughs> to a little pill when it's when you're not doing anything which yeah. takes up admittedly less space than the than the hump did you know yeah. and they and they shrunk that you know i think was it in the 12 or the 13 so it's smaller than yeah. it was on the previous phones um, now they're going to shrink it a little bit more, and then they'll use that to to provide you with information. What I yeah. thought about that, though, is they talked about, like, tapping on it to do stuff. So you're going to be tapping right over the top of your lenses and sensors. That's which, right, yeah. Which, so there's going to be a lot of finger smudges there. So it'll take a little while to uh, get used to the the new operation of how, how things are supposed to work, I think. Mm-hmm. I think that'll kind come of... pretty pretty quickly. yeah. But uh, probably, but it's called the dynamic island. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. And actually, you know, interface wise that, you know, we've seen lots of leaks about the idea of them having a little pill up there or having a pill and a and a punch out hole. And and then at the end, they were saying, oh, wait a minute, maybe they're going to fill in that space. Well, the main they are. Yeah. The main thing they did that fool the eye is just having that little piece above the the thing still have the lighted screen so you can see that uh no matter what display is up there you have the the background color uh go up to the up to the edge you know above it right yeah it's just floating yeah near the edge but it's not connected to the edge like it was in previous versions and and so that gives the impression that oh that's not no longer there you know yeah Yeah, I like the uh, the at least the way they demoed it. I like the look of how that you know they morph that space into the messages and status of stuff that's running. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And I think the uh, the higher resolution uh, camera will be interesting. I mean, I don't have any need or desire to have forty eight megapixel images on my phone, but you know it'll move them up to the cloud fairly quickly. But that's just more data. You know, yeah. but if you use the 48 megapixel palette to then crop into give you, you know, you know, the image stabilization in video and and a better zoom and still manage to keep the, you know, the previous 12 megapixel standard, you know, you, you pick up a lot of, of capability there. Yeah. Now, I'm assuming that when you're in zoom mode that uh, the. Four stage, four zoom options that you have will go up into that little island up there. That's probably where they'll appear because that they they showed a little uh, oval with the point five, one, two, and three times. Uh, well, that's in that's, that that already exists in the photo app, so you can select them 
and that's there now, it'll just now, instead of having three stops, it'll have four because it's oh. of the thing they added. This phone has a six times optical zoom range. The iPhone 14 standard has a two times optical zoom range. Um, my, I have an iPhone 11 Pro. It has a four time optical zoom range. So this would pick up some zoom from, from my previous phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason I called up the, the iPhone 11 was to do some comparisons. Like, I think my phone's a little on the heavy side as it is now. It's a 6.63 ounce phone or 188 grams. The iPhone 14 is 6.07 or 172 grams. So it's lighter. That's the aluminum two camera phone. And mm-hmm. then the i14 Pro is 7.27 ounces or 206 grams. So it's a fair amount heavier. But I will give it this. It is uh, a 6.1-inch screen, and mine is a 5.8-inch screen. So it is a larger screen. It got bigger. Yeah. You know. Uh, and the height of the the new camera or the new phone, the, the Pro, is is 5.81 inches tall. 5.78 inches for the regular iPhone, and mine is 5.67. So my phone is a little shorter than either of theirs. And the widths mm-hmm. are almost identical, within a hundredth of an inch. Yeah. So, and depth-wise, the new ones are 0.31. Mine is actually 0.32, so they are a smidge thinner. And uh, and they, the screen is brighter somewhat. Than Significantly on the Pro. Um, yeah. Yeah, the 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 Pro um has a thousand nits uh typical max brightness. Uh it says sixteen hundred peak nits uh nits in uh, peak brightness, but then it says outdoors that'll even bounce up to two thousand nits. So you should be able to see it outside better. For comparison, yeah. the, the regular iPhone fourteen is exactly the same as my iPhone eleven pro. Eight hundred nits indoors, which is two hundred less. And then 1,200 in its peak. So uh, so it's going to be quite a bit brighter. Um, yeah. Which is interesting. Which kind of tells me if you're going to use it in that environment, a lot of your battery is going to go down a bit. Yeah. Because there's clearly. a price to pay for brightness. Yeah. Driving that. Uh, they did make the point that the, um, the, uh, the screen had similar brightness levels to their XDR uh, studio display. Yeah, they. Yeah, I, they also one of the features seemed to be adaptive true tone flesh. Now I thought they had that. Oh, before. flash. Flash. Huh? They oh, talked flash. about the flash. Oh, I read that wrong. Flash. Yeah. yeah, and they've talked about the true tone flash before, but then they this one they were saying it was, um, uh, that it adjusted the amount of flash based on using distance information from the distance sensor uh, in the in the little bubble yeah. and, and i'm surprised i guess that they hadn't used that before or actually i guess they couldn't use that before because it was on the wrong side so it's got to be on the other side they must have a distance sensor that they put on the back side now huh. right because the distance sensor is in the front yeah so yeah i'm not quite sure what how that plays out but they did spend a little bit of time and they showed but, a sample of three different pictures of it of a of a, a model at, you know, like a, a face, uh, okay. a bust and a full body portrait and, and how it lit them, you know, each differently in order to provide proper lighting. So, yeah, I, they've worked on that a lot and made some significant improvements there 
in fact, the, the, I think the, probably the uh, first thing that the software does is says, where's the faces in this? Because that's my key to how we're going to take those pictures. Yeah. Yeah, definitely and, doing face detection and saying, let's make sure the eyes are just, you know, super but, sharp focus. But the other one is, is that they actually take, wasn't it, is over 10 or up to 10 pictures and then they software grab which parts they want to yeah, do? Yeah, that was part of the photonic engine, right? So that, they had said yeah. that HDR uh, would, in the past, would grab um, uh, three or four. Yeah, right? three or four photos. And that the photonic engine was now taking like up to 11 or something like that. Yeah, something um, like that. And, and blending them all together in order to get the best image that it could uh, based on that. So it's just, you know, a, another it, level. Yeah, it, it, and it does it by region, you know, different regions. You could take, I guess, one of, of 11 pictures or parts of that picture is made up. Right, yeah. You get 11 different images with with different settings each time they're taken very quickly before you even realize it. You push the button once, and it then takes them, and then very the, the neural engine says, well, I like the sky in this one, and I like the rocks in this one, and I like the face in this one, and the hair in that one, and, and it combines them all into one photo and makes, it look you, it makes you look like a photographic genius. Yeah, this is like a dark room that says, ah, we'll treat this one a little bit longer here. Yeah, uh, except that it doesn't do the, the it doesn't go through the process of, of learning and making lots of crappy photos first. Right. <laughs> before it finally figures out how to put it together right. You know, that's yeah. when I taught photography classes, that was one of the things that I taught was, you know, how to how to um take pictures, multiple pictures with different um uh depths of field and 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 lighting settings and then combine them to create an HDR image and mm-hmm. uh, and we did it manually and you know if I were teaching today I wouldn't even go through that pro- I might go through it once to show them what's happening but there's yeah. no point in in going to great depth on that because that's, that's why right. would you yeah yeah you know yeah it's, it's like, just making it so much easier to take pro quality pictures you know yeah yeah so um i did notice too that both both iphones 14 pro and and regular uh are are also supporting bluetooth 5.3 now so um uh that matches the airpods the airpods pro 2 that we were talking about earlier so yeah, you know, honestly, I mean, I thought there were some interesting things in the technology, but there was nothing that I that just went like, wow, you know? There wasn't anything that just, just knocked my socks off. The closest thing to that was probably the um, the uh, dynamic island at the top. Yeah. You know? And I think that the always-on display is nice because you can leave your phone sitting somewhere and glance over and you can see... You know, uh, I've been playing around a little bit with the public beta of the uh, iOS 16, and it it allows you to put some widgets and stuff on the front screen. So I had kind of guessed this was coming. But you can, like, have uh, uh, not only just your reminders and updates on any apps that are running in the background. You can have the time and the temperature and, you know, the that kind of stuff as a widget on the screen. And to be able to leave that, if you're able to see that all the time, that it never goes off. I think is is kind of cool. I think that for people using that, they'll they'll appreciate it. But mm-hmm. the but the big thing that's really different is that uh, is that dynamic island, that little bubble up at the top, because it's really a different way to interact with your phone. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, 
I think you're, I hope you're right that I'll be able to use all of these faces. I'd like to maybe try, uh, I'm going back to watch now. Uh, since I have the seven, uh, which is basically, I think, the same exact size as this, I should be able to use these new faces. Yeah, you should be able to use all the new faces that are available. Well, they said you you could use the new faces that work on the um, uh, that were previously Nike faces. It did not say that the faces that they created for the new Ultra Watch would work on other watches. Oh yeah, well, I'm not sure I would have any need for them anyway because I don't have the detectors. Uh, I'm sure you have to have the detectors for right. some of them. Well, and the, and they're designed for for a 49 millimeter screen as opposed to a you know 45 oh, millimeter oh, screen. Oh, you're you're right. Yeah, that's a different size. So, uh, yep. I don't I don't know that they don't work. You know, maybe you'll just get a slightly smaller scaled down version of it on the other screens. I just don't know that they do work. Yeah. So, I I took a picture of the watch at one place in here, and um, uh, it looks like they took a lot of stuff off of uh, the uh, uh, weather app that I normally use, which is Dark Skies, and mm-hmm. basically integrated it on a smart watch uh, display. And I, I really like that. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd like it put on my watch just so I can flip to it. Maybe not all the time, because it's not pretty like my watch screen is pretty. Mm-hmm. But but it's it's really got a lot of data there in a concise way, and a yeah. prop possibility of rain, you know, at different times of the day and stuff. Yeah. Now I've used I've always used a fairly cluttered watch face. I like all the information at a glance. Yeah. And I know some people like a more simple, elegant-looking watch face, but I like all that well, stuff. Well, to the only thing that's not watch watchy is I got Wednesday the seventh today, and I've got the temperature in eighty six here now, and the the minimum minimum and maximum temperature. So it's it doesn't clutter the face too much. the The biggest cluttering is just the fact that everything is black and green except for the the color of that weather or temperature stuff, and it's a brighter green for whatever reason, but it makes it stand out. Yeah. So, but anyway, I'm happy with my watch. Yeah, I mean, uh, you've got a seven. I can't imagine there'd be any reason to move up to the eight. Oh no, uh, no. you know there just wasn't enough differences there, you know, and, and unless you really needed the temperature sensor, you know, and 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 that seems like only if you're a fertile woman does that even matter, you know. I mean, there may yep. be other uses for that temperature information, but they certainly didn't mention any of them. So, no. the, you know, they who knows. Uh, yeah, it's well, funny if you go to the um, watch site, they, you know, in the course of the, talking about stuff, the features, they have little numbers. You scroll down to the bottom of the page, you can see what that number was in reference to. And yeah. one of them specifically says the temperature sensing feature is not a medical device and not intended for use in medical diagnosis, treatment or for any other medical purpose. And then <laughs> a cycle tracking app should not be used as a form of birth control. Data from the cycle trapping app should not be used to diagnose a health condition. So, bunch of legalese <laughs> basically saying, "Don't come sue us." <laughs> you know? Yeah, and, and blame us because you got pregnant. Yeah, by watching the watch. Yeah, which is why they don't. You know, they 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 pitch it as if you're trying to get pregnant, it can help you. But if well, you're that, trying not I, to, don't blame us. <laughs> that, that, that's why I I said what I said earlier on the, yeah. in the show. Uh, it just seems so obvious that they were talking right to the younger women 
And yeah. for that very reason, that that's that's why you want this watch, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, and they're clearly then the the lawyers said, but we're going to tell you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we're not going to use the, the 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 a few key words that that were sure. in that warning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's um. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Um, you know, as it is each time they bring out new stuff. I think these were all reasonably nice upgrades to what they've given before, but there wasn't anything that was just like a a jaw dropping wow. Like I said, the closest thing for me was the little um, interface change at the top of the phone. So we'll see how that plays out over time. Yeah. Now well, you know, again, you know, you've got a an iPhone 10, right? So there's a lot of stuff that would be different in this than, than your iPhone 10. I have an 11 or an 11 Pro. So there's a lot of stuff. I mean, we, we're both a few years back and, and could probably be, appreciate an upgrade quite a bit. Uh, the, the only reason I would consider one is that I might at some point say, I just like a really great camera. And I was kind of impressed with it this time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, because the camera keeps getting better and better, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, and then the watch, you've got a 7, so there's no sense in you even considering an upgrade. I have an, I, uh, uh, a, a, an Apple Watch 5. So, you know, I, I'm looking at it, and, you know, the, um, the uh, pulse oxygen thing isn't in my watch. The bigger screen isn't in my watch. The, yeah. you know, uh, and now the temperature sensor isn't in my watch. Yeah. Um, so there's a few things. Um, but quite honestly, I, I, I'm interested to see, you know, hands on, see what the ultra watch really looks like. And then I can decide, but I'm not in any rush to replace my watch. Um, the only thing I would say about my watch is, is now that it's, um, you know, three years back yeah, is that it doesn't hold the charge the way it used to. And so, you know, do I want to pay the money to have a new, new battery put in it? Or do I just want to get a new new one? You know. Yep. Yep. And yep. and and then this, you know with the phones we already talked about that. The AirPods are interesting to me. By the way, uh, I just got a brand new pair of AirPods when I went uh, two days ago to the Apple Store. And remember, you told me that when I mentioned that I had a buzz in one up. I oh, just right. wanted in to see what they would do, and they said, "Oh, you're. We have a, a program." the warranty on that and other than it took me an hour to get them uh-huh. it was it was time well spent <laughs> ah so you did get they replaced them for you because they were part yeah, of the, the, re- enti- the entire set including the case all brand new awesome new tips a whole bit you know yeah no that's great that's great so, so anyway i i don't intend to get new airpods very soon <laughs> yeah yeah and why would you you know that's yeah. um that's great news you know, it's um, and and kudos to Apple for sticking by it and saying, "Yep, we found there was a you know manufacturing problem with some of these devices." Yep, and we're going to fix it. Yep, they sure did. So uh, anyway, I, I enjoyed. I hadn't been in that store in over two years. You know, yeah, pre, well, you pre- mentioned pandemic. a little bit ago that you bought the the power thing at the Apple Store, so I, I didn't follow up on that. And say, what were you doing at Apple Store? Yeah, that's the reason I went down there. And then while uh-huh. I'm sitting, well, I, I got an hour to burn. You know, I didn't know that, but I'm sitting there looking at stuff on the wall. And yeah. I, I looked over there and saw that, and I said, that sure looks like one of those plug things. So I, I'm on my scooter, and I just tooled over there. A lot of people in the store, so I had to be careful. I didn't run on a 
or step yeah. on somebody's toe, you know. Yeah, roll over somebody. Yeah. But uh, anyway, it was it was an enjoyable day. Uh, and from there, I went on down to a, uh, off topic of Apple now, I went down to the Best Buy store to get some questions answered regarding a new, new standard that I had just read about online for television. And that is, is that 4K uh, over-the-air stuff is now out there. It's called next-gen TV. So next-gen is the uh, magic words, and there's only a couple companies. Sony was the first one out with it. They, that was last year. You went, and, you went to, to Best Buy to get information about something? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I've never been to a Best Buy and gotten information about anything other than the price of a product. Well, they got these mod squads or whatever they're called, geek squads yeah. now. And I got a really informative guy. He, I got his card, and if I well, go back, I'm going to ask for him. He was, well, he good. I'm glad it. there's somebody there that, that you know, is, is earning his, earning his yeah. keep. Yeah, I was just know. really pleased. Well, and I'm not I, knocking Geek Squad. For most people, they're fine. It's just that I, you know, I usually know what I'm talking about as well yeah. or better than the guy I'm talking to, <laughs> and so I have, you know, I, they're not there for me. They're there for. I mean, I've got a friend who whose family bought a, a plan so that they can go in and anytime they have a question on anything, and it's paid off in spades. You yeah. know, and, and I wanted to see the, uh, the the other real reason that I wanted to go in the store. It wasn't just to get that question answered. Mm-hmm. was that uh, the uh, uh, OLED screens are out. You know, they've they're been asking for those for 10 years, I think. OLED <laughs> screens have been out for probably seven or eight years. Well, not not very affordable, but they're, they're, they're I mean, they're double the price of the other ones, the LEDs. Yeah, but, but they've been around for quite a long time. Uh, but, they're still more expensive. But, but uh, I'll tell you, I was really impressed with the with the OLED. I, if I get it, I'm going to upgrade my at least my main TV. Uh, but I thought I might get a smaller one just for this room in here uh, first, just to kind of see what it's like, uh, and uh, a lot cheaper. You know, I don't have to put so much money out. And once then I, I have it in here, Mom will step in and say, "Oh man, that is nice. We need one of those in the living room." <laughs> How's that for a strategy? <laughs> there you go. Good luck with that. <laughs> anyway, I, uh, I actually I should say you want to get her in a Best Buy. Good luck with that. Uh, well, no, I wouldn't go. No. Uh, anyway, <laughs> what I want is the TV that's got both, so I can do the over-the-air thing because I can get that in this room. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not wired for it, or but but I. I could. I mean, but you got to have a new antenna also. Even the over-the-air antenna is different because it's it has to pick up an additional signal in order to get the 4K. I guess it's two different parts of the signal come in on each antenna or something like that. Uh, but anyway, uh, and that but that's not a big deal. You can get them for 40 bucks the over-the-air antenna. Uh-huh. But uh, I I would have liked to have seen over-the-air. But the other other question that goes with that is how many of the channels do we have in in Charlotte here that have it? Well, there's five of them, all the major networks plus uh, a P, well, yeah, a PBS. So Fox, CBS, NBC, ABC, and PBS. And so that's five channels, which pretty much covers the thing. I don't, I don't know what else I need. Yeah. And so uh, I, with that available, then. Uh, 
and and working, you know, in, in in this room, then I just have to ask myself, what specialty channels do I want? And I might just get those over the, a cable system, you know, whatever I wherever I can get them the cheapest, you know. Uh huh. And and just go and, and forget about the TV channel anymore through through the the main company. I'll I'll switch companies only to get a better throughput on the uh, performance on my uh, Wi-Fi system. You know. Yeah. Well, in fact, it's not. I should I shouldn't say my Wi-Fi system because when I bring it into the house, it comes into this room, and then I actually have a hard cable uh, connection from here into our bedroom as well as the living room. So that's that's two other TVs right. besides the one in this room. They're all hardwired, you know. Yeah. So I'm looking at the Next Gen TV website called WatchNextGenTV.com, and I don't get it. What's different yep. about this than than watching just digital TV? I mean, like I have a television right now. It's a digital television that I have an external antenna on, and I can watch any of my local stations on that. Uh, what does next gen TV give just, me that, that, cause I'm, I, I went to their FAQ and it didn't give me, didn't answer any of my questions. Did I just a minute? Huh? Did I give you the wrong name? Well, no, it's it's a service that's out there, and they're saying it's in lots of cities, and that you can buy TVs that support it. I'm just looking at it, going like, I don't get it. I don't understand why I would want it, why I would pay to get a TV that has it versus one oh, that doesn't. I don't understand what it is or why I care. Okay, ATSC ATSC 3.0 is right. 4K Ultra. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, know what that's car, that's the that's on. the spec. For next gen TV is is ATSE 3.0, okay? And, and that tells and, me nothing. And, and and that is up to 4K Ultra HD TV video with home theater quality sound, more channels, uh, mobile viewing on the go, and whatever. So this is the first time started last year uh, that the, that the first ones were uh, added to some of the pro- TV products. In order to allow you to get over-the-air 4K TV, that's what I'm saying. The only and most of the stuff that's on the cable that I have that is is 4K are not those channels. They don't. They only. It's mostly sports stuff. That's, that's 4K. gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so this is 4K, not just HD TV, but 4K. 4K. So if you have a 4K television set, then you then you probably want to get a next gen television or or at least a tuner to drive the next gen television at 4 4k yeah well i don't want a separate tuner i want a tv that that receives right but if you've 4K, got if you've already got a 4k tv you could feed yeah. it with a a separate tuner if such a with thing a 40 dollar antenna is all i need yeah yeah 40 dollar antenna and a couple so, thousand dollar and- television set Right, if I get one under 40 inches, which is about all I can handle in, in this room. And so, uh, but the but the bigger ones are 4,000, you know? Yeah. And I didn't want to spend 4,000. <laughs> Not after all the improvements we've done in the house here lately. I just don't, that's just another big chunk. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I get it. I, I, I That's why I was saying is if they have any um, 
standalone tuners for next-gen TV that I can feed into my 4K TV that I've already bought because I'm not spending oh, that money again. You're right. They probably have tuners, but I, I wasn't looking for that. But yeah. If you just look for tuners, and they'll be out pretty soon if they're not here already. Yeah. Uh, but But then the tuner has to plug into your TV through an HDMI or whatever it's not. Is that what's called H? Uh, I forgot the jack. Yeah, a- HDMI is the connector. That, yeah, that 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 coming directly into your TV will handle 4K. Yes, presuming that you have uh, the right kind of cable. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I, I didn't look for tuner, but you yeah, can, I mean, you can I don't do know—is your TV 4K already or not? No, not, all mine are just old. HD. Okay, so then you you would want to get a 4K. See, I've got a 4K TV in my living room. It's the only one in the house. I, yeah. I'm not up for replacing that. Yeah, well, I'm I'm planning on buying a 4K TV because that's a big jump over what I've got now. Yeah. Especially especially with with the uh, uh, what did I say? Uh, HDR. Not 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 LEDs, but uh, OLED. OLED. Yeah. yeah. OLED. OLED. ATS three and and uh, other sources for uh, HGTV or yeah. for four K TV. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, and there's those that are saying that OLED they don't want OLED because OLED does have a tendency to have burn in on it, and so what they're using is um, micro LEDs or what are being called quantum LEDs, Q LEDs, and that's the newest that's... technology. That's that's the one that's come out since OLED. They, what do the Q LEDs do? They save you from burn in. Well, it's an LED with its quantum dot, so it's got like um, uh, instead of having a used to be a fluorescent backlight, and then they went to LED backlights. This is like lots and lots of micro backlights. No backlights it. are needed for L, for. I understand. Uh, Let me finish explaining to you what the Q LED does. Is it gives you backlights behind individual pixels, so that when you shut them off, you can go. You get true blacks like an OLED, but you don't have the burning of OLED. And it's got a faster screen refresh, so they use that for high speed stuff. You don't get the motion blur that you get with um, with some of the other television sets. So. You know, all I'm saying is there's, there's multiple technologies out there and do some research before, you know, it, to, to get the thing that you want before you spend the money. Because it's, yep. it's a hefty expense, you know. It, yep. I mean, you can buy lower end TVs. You know, there's, there's you know, large 4K TVs well but, under $1,000. But, but I think what you're telling me is that Q, QLED is still LED, but it, if, if it turns off the backlight uh, in when you go to black, then you really get a comparable picture. Is right. What you're saying. Yes. Well, I didn't see anything in the store that was even close to the Sony's. So, yeah, but you're not, I mean, you, you may not have just been looking at OLED. Sony sells some of the QLED stuff as well. Yeah, that's possible. Okay, well, I might ask to see that next time. I so, am so frustrated. But, my my phone's been going crazy sitting here buzzing silently. I've been getting these calls from these stupid auto dialers, and I, they'll, I'll get six calls in a matter of 60 seconds from huh. the same number. Really? Yeah. It's like, beep, 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 beep. Oh, it drives me crazy. Garbage. <laughs> Garbage. Well, so, anyway, my, we've 
talk through the Apple stuff for sure and then on to a few other things. I'm interested in this next-gen TV thing. I'll, I'll have to do a little reading because, I, like I said, I'm not interested in buying a new new television set. But if they have a um, – you know, like well, when, I, when we went from analog to digital, you could buy a digital tuner and plug it into your analog TV and get and still get stations. Sure. Um, I don't see any reason you couldn't do something like that with this if you wanted to get 4K over the air. Yeah, uh, I, I see a next-gen converter box, it's called, which is what you're interested in. Yeah, where do you see that? Uh, well, it was at the bottom of this page uh, that I had just next-gen TV uh, search for. And anyway, it's... Uh, no, send, me, send me a link if you've got it. I'd appreciate that. I'm just curious. Uh, okay, I'll do that. Uh, it's just a search. I haven't looked at stuff yet, but I'll send it to you. Come on, what's going on? So, uh, in oh, Los Angeles, KTLA, <laughs> Fox, and, and, and Channel 13. So two independent stations and the Fox station uh, support NextGen. But they don't, uh, but ABC, NBC, and CBS here don't have NextGen yet. Really? Yeah. Well, we're ahead of you, Todd. I can't believe that. Yeah. Well, whatever. Anyway, I sent you the link, so... Uh, you can get a box. I don't see any prices uh, under $10. Oh, that's just something else. Here. Four best converter boxes for this uh, from at Amazon for $89. Media Sonic, best overall. Yeah. Well, maybe they're converting something wrong. I don't see the ATS-30 here. So I don't know. Uh-huh. The real kind of... story about ATS 3.0 converter boxes. It's a separate tuner module. It replaces the one in your TV. It acts like a streaming box. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, I, I don't think this is the right converter. Oh, I see. The real. Oh, that's the one that says ATSC. Yeah. Here's yeah. a MediaSonic ATSC digital converter box for thirty bu- or $27. Yep. I think you can afford that one, Todd. Yeah. You better run down and get it. See what you can get. At Zamazon. So, yeah. uh, receive yeah, over-the-air broadcasts, your analog and digital TV projectors. Oh, this one's only... Oh, this is just the digital converter box. It just takes the... Um, the uh, Let's see. Don't no antenna? Right. But yeah, it, it, it outputs at 1080p. Huh? It outputs what? at 1080p. I'm looking at this going like, well, then... Well, that's... What's wants- a, what do you want that for? Exactly. It's like, well, why any, would I want any, that? Any, anyway, at the bottom of this article that, that you were referring to, it says ATSC 3.0 is coming and you should not care. So that's probably one to read. <laughs> well, that was kind of my first assumption when I looked at it. It was like, I don't quite understand why I I care about this. Uh, well, it says, what does the new standard mean for RVers? Uh, but I don't have an RV. Anymore. Ah, I so I, I found actual... Uh, 4K ATSC3 uh, tuner box for $200. Oh, what you had really wasn't a tuner box. No, I went and, I went and looked. I just did the search for ATSC3 tuner at, at Amazon, and well, the results are quite a bit more for, expensive. Don't forget that I told you you needed a special antenna. Yeah, yeah. So and it shows they, the antennas here, too. But I'm just looking at that going, uh, uh, 
I'm oh. not sure. I, no, it's not worth two hundred dollars to me. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, and right now I'm still paying for Direct TV, and until they get rid of, until they lose their their deal with the NFL, uh, which is this is the last season of it, then uh, I'll, I'll keep Direct TV. But when Direct TV's uh, at the end of this football season, uh, I'm ready to chuck Direct TV. <laughs> <laughs> But, oh, this uh, this uh, don't care article was written clear back in 2015. Because they knew it was coming. I guess so. <laughs> Getting a lot closer to release version three of ATSC standards. So, oh, or they have gotten a lot closer. Well, it's my understanding it came out last year. At yeah. least the sets came out last year that that can uh, use it. Yeah, well, and and if you go to that website that I had mentioned, the Next Gen TV, what was it, uh, watchnextgentv.com, you can see the available cities and which stations are available in each city. So it's, it's, uh, you know, you can, they're already broadcasting. Yep, yep. So anyway, presumably it'll work. Yeah, yeah, here's a converter box uh, Oh, that's back to that. Yeah. Now it's uh, funny. Anyway. I uh, go ahead, Carol. I was just looking, like uh, you know, I again looking at your Charlotte. You've got five stations, including CBS, NBC, ABC, Fox, and a local channel sixty-four that are all available already. You know, so uh, so that would yeah. make sense in Charlotte. But, uh, you know, I, I watch over-the-air L.A. stations, and so there's three of them, and only one of them is one of the networks. So, Huh. So, uh, anyway. Uh, so for $200, I can see Fox in 4K. Woo-yah! <laughs> doesn't get you too excited, huh? So, well, they've got sports on Fox, too. Although it doesn't yeah. say that I get FS1 on Fox, right? Yeah, that's right. I don't know if I do or not. You know, the, when you that's the thing with digital stuff. Like I can go look at my digital stations now and you get channel 4 and then 4.1, 4.2, 4.3, you know. Huh. So the the networks are, can or each station can broadcast multiple signals. Once they well, went to digital. Well, Todd, I'm thinking that I got to have yeah. a break, break here, so maybe we just wrap it. All right. Well, we'll call it a day. Thank you all for joining us as we kind of rambled through Apple's announcements today. New phones, new watches, new AirPods. Uh, check out uh, Apple.com if you want to see more specifics. Get, get your order in yeah. by the night. Orders, on the orders ninth, start at the 9th at 5 a.m. Pacific time. <laughs> oh, so shoot, that's that's eight o'clock my time. Yeah, I know. You know, well, you know, there was a lot of people complaining because they used to do it at like eight o'clock here, which meant uh, middle of the day there, or they would mm-hmm. start at midnight here, which meant three in the morning there. <laughs> so I think Apple said, "Well, you know what? Let's pick a time that's a little easier for everybody." Try to make more people happy, huh? Yeah, yeah. So I guess yeah. I understand. But Five a.m. Okay. is pretty early. <laughs> well, Have a good been- one. Been fun.